Listen, bitch. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Listen, Bitch. I have thought a lot. I've thought a lot about what I was going to say. I thought a lot about if I should even do an episode of Listen, Bitch with everything going on right now. But I do think it's important to do this episode because, as you can tell from the title, we're talking about white allies. And as a white person, I do very much think it's my responsibility to talk with other white people about race. I think the the biggest thing about being an ally is never thinking like, oh, I know everything, or like, I'm an expert. I don't think you can really be an expert on being an ally because you're always learning. You're always getting new information. You're always being exposed to new experiences and people that will teach you things. And also you really can't be an expert because we will never understand what it is like to be treated differently because of the color of our skin. We're doing this episode on white allies. I also do want to say that I posted about this on my Instagram story and I've texted a few people and I already have a few people that are interested in this. This can be a recurring thing that we do. This can be, you know, I will allot as many episodes as needed um, to give black and non-black POC the space to talk about whatever they need to. So I posted on my Instagram story and just said, you know, I want to hold the space for you on my podcast if you're black or non-black POC obviously I don't have like the world's largest following but I definitely have a consistent following and if you want to use the space I want to give you the space to talk about literally whatever you want so it doesn't even need to be related to the modern day civil rights movement that we're in right now it could just be whatever you think is pertinent to talk about with your own experience like it could literally be about whatever you need you know, this could be a convo with you and I. This can be a convo you by yourself, like how I'm talking to myself right now. Um, this could be you with friends and family. This could be literally whatever you want it to be. I can help you record it, edit it, upload it to the Listen Bitch platform. And obviously you do not have to do this, but I just want to make this space available for black and non-black POC if they want to use it. So if you're listening or you know someone who you think would be interested, please DM me. My social media handles are Lexi, L-E-X-Y-H-W-H-I-T-E. That's Lexi H. White on social media. Um, If you have my phone number, you can text me. My email is alexishopewhite at gmail.com. I today want to talk about white allies because I just, like I said, that's my responsibility as a white ally to talk to other white people about race, about what's going on right now. So I'm sure, obviously, we all know George Floyd murdered by the police and the police kneeled on his neck for almost nine minutes, resulting in lack of airflow to his body. And he died after screaming out that he couldn't breathe. I I think often about that Will Smith quote that says, you know, racism's not getting worse. It's just getting filmed. It's not like we're getting in a more racist society. People are just getting more emboldened by our administration. And then also, it's getting filmed. And nothing's happening. No one's doing anything about it. Um, And by no one's doing anything about it, I mean we don't have a system in place right now that holds the police accountable. That holds the police in check. And so today we're going to talk about white allyship and how 
you know, and I don't want to say, I don't think anyone's an expert in white allyship and being a white ally because you can't be an expert because we'll never understand what it's like to be treated differently because of the color of our skin. But also, you can't be an expert because if you think you've learned everything there is to know about being an ally and about race and about being a black person in this country, you're not, you're actually a shit ally because we'll never understand. And that's part of being an ally is understanding that's not a noun, that's a verb. Being an ally means that you are actively learning how to be anti-racist. You are actively learning about the systems of oppression that are in place in this country that hinder the growth and life of black people and non-black POC in this country. So we'll never understand. And we will never be able to, we'll never, our learning will never be done. We're always going to learn new information. You're always going to be exposed to new people that are going to teach you new things and experiences. And so that's what we're talking about today. How to be a good ally um, and how really I think that starts with self-reflection. And then I think it starts with your community. And then you go bigger and bigger and bigger. The one thing I, I always think about is that the only thing I'll ever be able to fully understand about race is that I'll never be able to fully understand because I'll never be able to know everything there's about race because I am so privileged as a white person. And I think that's just something really important to understand. Like your learning is just never done. And that can be daunting, but it also can be so motivating because you should be always pushing yourself to learn more because think about how many more people you can help and how many more people you can educate and how many people the people that you educate will educate about systems of oppression and specifically racism in America. The first thing I want to talk about is Blue Lives Matter because there is a right and wrong side to racism. You're either against racism or you're for racism. And when we say things like Blue Lives Matter, that diminishes the work of the Black Lives Matter movement because blue lives don't exist. Black lives exist. Because at the end of the day, police officers get to take off their uniform. Black people do not get to take off the color of their skin. They do not get to decriminalize the color of their skin because it is so ingrained in American society that the color of someone's skin determines their level of validity and their level of danger that they bring to a situation. Just think about that for a minute. So police officers, I don't know, you're in the force for what, 20 years? That no, maybe nobody even knows you're a police officer. You go out to dinner with your family. You're not wearing a uniform. No one knows you're a police officer. Black people are black 24-7. They deal with racism every single day and night. And at the end of the day, a police officer is a career that you have chosen. You're actively pursuing. So that's not your life. That's your career. For black people, being black is their life. It's the color of their skin. And so by saying Blue Lives Matter, you were diminishing the work that Black Lives Matter does when they are trying to raise awareness and create action for police officers who brutally murder black people on the street for no fucking reason. And so I don't want to hear that. And I also thought not all cops are bad. Like, not the time to say that right now. Because, again, being a police officer is your employment. Police officers even with the best intentions, are direct participants in a racist and corrupt system. And they benefit from that system. And when we try and pretend like they don't, 
we are diminishing, once again, the Black Lives Matter movement. So that's why you can't say both. You can't say Blue Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter. And also, we need to remember the history of the police force. They were created to capture people, a.k.a. runaway slaves, that were considered stolen property. When something is founded on the system of racism, you can't ignore that. And you, you have to recognize that those sentiments exist today. And then also, I think something important to ask is when you're saying, you know, blue lives matter and not all cops are bad. Who polices the police? I also want to talk about all lives matter. Listen, like all lives cannot matter until black lives matter. And right now, black lives need our attention because they are being impacted by systematic racism. They are literally being murdered because of racism. And again, saying all lives matter diminishes the work and message of black lives matter. Makes me think of, I saw this really great analogy and I wish I remembered who had it, but if you're in a neighborhood, right, and there's like 10 houses or whatever, and one house is on fire, and the, someone is getting a hose to take out, take out the fire, you're not going to go around saying, well, what about my house? Your house isn't fucking on fire, right? Well, what about your life? Your life is important. No one's saying it's not. But you're not being murdered because of systemic racism. You are not getting literally pinned down to the ground and having the air and life suffocated out of you by a police officer because they thought maybe you were using a counterfeit bill. Do you understand the difference in how fucking awful you sound when you say all lives matter? Because you are, you're just saying, well, just because I'm not getting murdered by the police doesn't mean I don't matter. Just no one's saying your life doesn't matter. They're just saying like there are systems of oppression that you contribute to that are negatively affecting other people and you want to pretend like it's not fucking happening. Again, a right and wrong side to racism. I want to talk about the looting and the rioting because I, you know, obviously there's protests going on every single day. I've been to a bunch of them and, you know, I've seen firsthand how shit goes down. I think they've been led very, very well. Shout out to Black Lives Matter LA. I went to a protest they organized the other day and it was amazing. It was so many thousands and thousands of people but in the form of the looting and the rioting like if you are vocal about the destruction of a building but silent about the killing of innocent black people at the hands of the police like think about that you're more worried we have been so conditioned by capitalism to be more worried about a fucking building that probably has insurance and will be rebuilt than the murder of a human being by the people that are supposed to protect them. And my friend Justin put it best. He said, when a change is made and justice is served, can you live knowing you did something to help and influence future generations? When our kids grow up and they ask us what it was like to live during this time, are you going to be like, oh my God, you know, obviously the killing sucks, but like the looting is just too much for me. Like, just think about that for a minute. Like you are willing to tell people that you care more about, or even even, if you think a building is the same thing as a human life, no, absolutely not. No, no. And here's some um, great examples of looting that um, Instagram user Seltzer Flavors posted. Um, Looting is getting $24 billion richer during a global pandemic while your employees are dying. Looting is massacring peaceful natives and stealing their land. Looting is half a million people dead in the war on terror. 
Looting is condemning slavery despite enslaving 600 humans. Looting is when we take someone's life. And then also Instagram user Drew underscore D-R-O-E-G-E posted this great little pamphlet and it says, most of the protests were peaceful until police antagonization. If you haven't seen the videos of police driving cars into the peaceful group of protesters, photos of innocent people shot with rubber bullets, please Google it. If you haven't seen the police officers push an old man in Buffalo until his head started bleeding, I encourage you to Google that right now. Also, looters and protesters are not the same. Looters are coming with cars with the motive of filling them up. 40 arrests made in Minneapolis were linked to out-of-state white supremacy groups sent to the protest to loot. Why is the protest violence angering you more than the police murder? Why does a burning Starbucks anger you more than the police killing a man by kneeling on his neck? Is it because you know that will never happen to you? Is that because of your skin color? Because that's privilege. So now I want to talk about white privilege. Because the first step to being an ally is accepting the fact that you benefit from white privilege. And I, well, you know, when I was first learning about white privilege and white supremacy and, you know, the real history of our country, this is one of the hardest parts for me. Because I was like, you know, my, my life hasn't been a fucking breeze. Like... Being an ally is understanding that you benefit from white privilege. And there's no getting around it. No matter what you do, you're always going to benefit from white privilege, right? The reason I get so upset about white privilege and white allyship is because it's a privilege for white people to be able to look away. To be able to pick and choose when we participate. We have the choice to look away. And that is our privilege. And that is white privilege. But don't fucking do that. Everyone should be participating every single day. You know, in in your community. Volunteer. Have conversations with people about race. From your wallet, you know. Donate. It doesn't even matter the amount. If all you consider is fucking $5, like, donate it. Find an organization and donate. You know, you can participate in conversations with your friends and family. On your Netflix. Like, There are so many resources right now of things to watch and listen to, etc. Do it. Like, one day when you're... Okay, are you going to watch that rom-com for the sixth time in a row? Or are you going to watch something that will educate you about racial injustice in America? I'm not saying every single time you watch something it has to do with racial injustice. But, you know, Netflix has a whole category on their platform about black lives matter like take a look at it watch something from it um you know on your bookshelf too like buy books written by black women and then also like you just need to be checking your privilege on and off social media i don't want to see you know you posting something that says black lives matter on your instagram story and then later i see on your snapchat story you and all your white friends singing along and rapping the n-word Like, I don't want to fucking see that. And, you know, I think also something to check to when white privilege is cherry picking. Like, are you only showing up because it's a trend right now? Like, are you only showing up because it's what everyone else is doing? Are you sharing something you haven't even read what it's about? You know, and so if you cherry pick or only show up and stand up for black lives when it's convenient for you, 
There's just no fucking tolerance for that. That is like peak white privilege. Because when the hype dies down, the work has to continue. Because black lives still need to matter, even when there isn't social media hype around it. And it's not a trend. And it's not something I want you to use for Instagram clout. When we use this movement for Instagram clout or, um, you know, social currency or to gain exposure for our pages or our blogs or whatever, when we use that moment, this moment in time, and we use the Black Lives Matter movement for clout and social currency and exposure for our own personal brands, we are using black people and their lives as props that we are exploiting black lives when we do stuff like that. So it's not enough to post something. You have to be putting in the work. You have to be reading, listening. You need to be having difficult conversations, okay? You need to be watching stuff that is going to teach you about racial injustice in America. And also, there's so many fucking resources out there right now. Like, there's just no excuse. There's literally no excuse. How many things have been shared? Nine books to read right now about racial injustice. Ten things to watch on Netflix. You know, even Amazon has made movies like Just Mercy and Selma free for this month. Like, there's li- like you should be paying for media, especially when it educates you and is written, directed, produced, etc. by black people. Like, we shouldn't be taking that for free. But the fact that people are putting it out there for free just because... They so want you to watch it and learn should tell you how important that is and take advantage of that. Like, what are we doing if we're not taking advantage of the resources and work that other people are putting in to educate you? Because at the end of the day, it is not the job of black people to educate us about race. But a lot of times they do. And so anytime that someone does, you need to take advantage of that. Anytime someone is trying to give you information at least look at it. At least put it on your list of stuff to watch and read. Because people are putting in the effort to try and educate you. Because they know it's important for you. No one's going to exert the effort and energy and emotional exhaustion that it takes to educate other people. No one's going to do that if it's not important. So you need to keep that in mind. And just like an example, literally, of white privilege is... And this is tweeted by Goth J-S-O-O on Twitter. She said, you know, Caitlin Bennett claims white privilege isn't real. If you don't know who Caitlin Bennett is, she's um, the, the crazy gun girl from Kent State. So she wore an AR-10, oh, excuse me, an AR-10 rifle on her back to her graduation. And she walked away unarmed. Tamir Rice was playing with a toy gun and was fatally shot in the chest for it. A toy gun. Caitlin Bennett walked across her graduation with an AR-10 rifle. She's alive. Tamir Rice is dead. Tamir Rice's murderer still walks free. The other thing I want to say about white privilege is if you're white, you and I get pulled over for speeding. And don't even think twice about whether or not we will leave that situation alive. You and I, you know, didn't get freed from slavery start building neighborhoods of only people that looked like us because we had nowhere else to go only to have those neighborhoods burned to the ground 50 years later by white supremacists the ability to ignore stuff like that 
is privilege. The ability to not understand the racial injustice in America is privilege. The ability to go about your life as if nothing's happening right now, like we aren't living in a modern civil rights movement, is privilege. You know, to post your fucking gluten-free pumpkin muffin recipe from Pinterest as if nothing is going on is privilege. And it's white privilege. Because we can look away if we choose. Because we have never experienced racism. But I implore you to not be someone who looks away just because they can. Because people are dying because of the color of their skin. Thomas Jefferson was told to not include anything about black people in the Constitution. Because slave owners, specifically southern slave owners, would disagree. And think about the fact that the Constitution is now the foundation of our country. And white privilege exists in this country because our country was founded on the oppression of people that aren't white. We literally stole this land from indigenous people. And America, I think, can be the country we claim it is. But not until we stop ignoring the systems of oppression that we live in, like white privilege. And ignoring the problem of racism and white privilege or pretending it doesn't exist is actually propaganda and is holding us back. And the longer that you claim white privilege doesn't exist or that we don't have a race problem or that police brutality doesn't exist, the longer you do that, the more people are dying, the more black lives we lose. Something that's bothered me, you know, my entire life is people who claim to be patriotic. But to me, patriotism isn't about ignoring problems that show us the truth. And that people are like, oh, I I bleed red, white, and blue, and blue lives matter. Shut the fuck up. That's not patriotism. Because you are ignoring the problems that show us the truth of the issues we have. And the racism we see today that can be traced back hundreds of years. You know, patriotism isn't about standing by the government. Patriotism is about standing up when the government, by the people, for the people, disenfranchises the people who it is supposed to work for and protect. So white privilege exists, and denying it doesn't make it go away. It doesn't. It just makes it worse, actually. And so for the people that are denying white privilege, and who are, because they're so worried it's going to taint their view of their country, take a look at the history of this country, okay? And take a look at your privilege. And take a look at the fact that if this country is supposed to be by the people, for the people. Look at the people that it is not representing. Look at the people that it is not protecting. The government was made for white people. And that is white privilege. We, it, our country is founded on white privilege. So to claim it doesn't exist doesn't make it go away. That's just ignorance. That is you choosing to not see racism. That is you choosing to ignore a problem that is so blarantly in your fucking face so for me being a being an ally was understanding not only does white privilege exist but the ways in which i've contributed to it and that's why i share that about white privilege because you know the ability to say all lives matter or blue lives matter is white privilege that is literally propaganda for white privilege and so i think it's just important to speak on that now i want to speak on you know ways that you can be an ally, and this is a short list, and there are thousands of things you can do. So don't forget that. Um, this is just, I think, 
the best ways that I actively am an ally. I think there's a lot of different resources out there that you can modify to your own life um, and based, based on, you know, what works for you. The first thing I think I want to talk about is silence because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm learning, etc. But, which is great. But we can't fucking wait forever, right? Because, like I said, the amount of time that you take to learn and educate yourself, like, right, we're not all in the same, we're not in the same place in our education, which is fine. But for the time that you take to not say anything or to keep that education to yourself is more time that people are dying, is more time that racism get goes without being combated. And so, you know, you're not obligated, obviously, to share your ideas on social media. But, you know, take a good hard look at the reasons you don't want to. Are you afraid of isolating people? You don't want... Do you really want to associate with people that are racist? Like, come on. You know, are you worried you're going to say the wrong thing? That's okay. We're all going to fucking say the wrong thing. That's part of learning. Is putting yourself out there and then someone will call you out. And, like, that's going to happen. And that's okay, but you are doing your best to learn and educate yourself. So hopefully that happens less and less and less. And that's part of being an ally too, is being open to that information and not taking that personal and just saying, yeah, thank you for calling me out. I do want to do better. This is for people who are posting and are not posting on social media. Just because that's such an immediate way to get your voice out is social media, which is why I bring it up. You know, reflect on why you are or also why you are not posting. Because it's important to educate yourself and it's important to take the time to listen. And we should all be doing this. No matter how much we think slash don't think we know. And not everyone needs to post on social media because that is not a reflection of your efforts. But social media is a great resource to communicate and share info with people who need it. In high school, I I wouldn't post about my beliefs that much because one, I felt like I didn't really know that much, but also, and I didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable, but racism really isn't uncomfortable for people that aren't racist. And also, I think a true testament to the fact that you are growing and becoming a better ally as you grow is that you're getting uncomfortable because honestly, probably the uncomfortable conversations are the ones that need to happen. So if you're taking this time to educate yourself you know, and sign petitions and donate and have convos with white people, etc. I, I definitely encourage you to share these resources with your followers because you never know who will benefit from seeing such using the resources you're using offline. And also, you know, if you don't want to share them online, share them via text or DM. But either way, before you do or do not share something, think about why you are why you are slash why you are not sharing it. You know, are you sharing it because you want people to think you're woke? Or are you sharing it or are you not sharing because you're nervous that you're going to say the wrong thing or you don't want to isolate people or you don't want, you know, your crazy relatives up in your DMs? Like, that's a great time to have a conversation with them about race. That's a great time to say, hey, I've actually been doing a lot of learning and thinking right now about racial injustice in America. And here's some information I want to share with you as another white person on why we benefit from white privilege. And I think that's just something that's really important to think about. Silence is a form of violence. And also silence is a form of privilege. The ability, like I have a big ass mouth, right? And so I have no fucking problem sharing what I need to share, saying what I think needs to be said. But I understand, I, you know, that is a privilege of me. The fact that I feel comfortable doing that. Um, not everyone does. But silence is a form of privilege because it's you being able to say, I don't need to scream at the top of my lungs. Because I am removed from this situation, from this experience. Versus there are people who are literally 
screaming at the top of their lungs to be heard. And we have so much privilege as white people be taking up space in, a, in other white spaces that we can start those conversations about race. And when we educate ourselves, we can continue those conversations and we can moderate those conversations and we can provide introspection into those conversations. And that's why it's so important as a white ally, I think like it is so great to donate and petition and sign um, to donate and sign petitions and post on social media and to share resources and, you know, to volunteer. But one of the best things that we can do is just talk to other white people about race and educate other white people. I'm obviously a big baseball fan and Dexter Fowler, uh, who's a baseball player, said, now's a really good time to go out of your way to show the world that you stand by black lives. You should be proud to show the world that you stand up for black lives and you should want to show everyone in your life that black lives matter. Because right now, like, we need to show up for black lives and that's not up for debate. And so the ways we do that is really important. And so if you are learning and listening, that's so amazing. But just remember, your silence is also a form of privilege because you are allowed that space to be silent, that space to learn, because this is not directly affecting whether you live or die. I saw this amazing post by Gia Brad 4D. It said, solutions to silence. So the problem says, I don't know what to say. The solution, share resources, you know, links, and listen to the black community. Like, that's such a great thing. If you're like, I'm not, you know, well-versed enough to speak on this, that's fine. Because you can listen, and you can learn, and you can share. If you are educating yourself, don't be afraid to share those resources of places you are educating yourself. That is so important. And that's a great solution to silence. Um, I already posted something. The solution is you wouldn't eat your favorite food once and never eat it again. We don't stop until the injustice stops. One post doesn't fix racism. Just just a heads up. The other problem. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. The solution. It's not about you. Your silence is hurting the black community. And that's something else too that we really need to talk about is that white people love to make racism about themselves. It's not fucking about you. It's not about your experience. It's about the black community. It's about the fact that they're dying at the hands of the police. And so don't make it about you. Do what you can. And look, there are so many people sharing stuff on social media right now. Like, look to what they're doing. DM a white person and be like, hey, what can I do? Don't fucking ask your black friends right now how you can help and what you can do. Because they don't want to fucking educate you. And it's not their fucking job to do that anyways. There is so much information out there that it is impossible to not know what to read, what to watch, what to listen to. So, you know, take advantage of that stuff. So I want to share some resources. But first, I also want to talk about this protest I went to. Um, with this amazing woman um, who's, she never shared her name or, so I literally can't find her anywhere on social media. But she said, you know, here's three ways white people can help. One, talk to your white friends and family regardless of how uncomfortable it is. Two, intervene when you see racially charged instances. Three, vote. Specifically for LA County, the race for DA is still on. It's between two candidates right now. So what she's saying is, one, talk to your white family and friends. Because, like I was saying, that's just one of the best things you can do. Two, intervene. When you see racially charged instances... You know, get your phone out. 
step in the way. Like, white people, we can use our body as a shield. Like, when we go to protests and stuff and things start to get out of hand, like, put your body between a police officer and a black person because most likely you you are more likely to step away from that situation alive than a black person is. And so use that privilege. Physically use your body. And then obviously it's so important to vote and look up the people you're voting for. Like look up for the systems that they uphold or that they want to dismantle. Obviously voter suppression is like, we could talk about that all fucking day, but you know, if you have the ability to vote, please do your research and go out and vote. Waste Free Marie on Instagram posted um, do's and don'ts for allyship. So I'm going to run through them real quick. Do check yourself. You know, racism is an indoctrinated system. Even if you're actively fighting against racism, you benefit from it. Like, it doesn't matter how much of an ally you are and how much you educate yourself. You'll always benefit from white privilege. So just don't forget to, you know, check yourself continually. Don't talk to black people about white guilt. No, it's again, it's not about you. No one wants to hear about your white guilt. No one wants to hear that. So don't talk to black people about that because if you think racism is like upsetting, like imagine how a black person feels because they they live it. And also why would we spend time working through white guilt when instead spending time and energy fighting the problem? Um, She also said, which I love this part, doing this prioritizes white feelings over black lives, which again is white privilege. Another do is to talk about racism with other white people. You really need to initiate these conversations because race shouldn't only be discussed after a black person has been killed. Don't expect black people to educate you. I kind of already went over this, but again, like you are just benefiting from their labor when instead we should be putting in the work to educate ourselves. Do act with urgency. Don't say this can wait. Don't think I'll get to it tomorrow. Like do it today. Donate, call people etc. Do it all today. Don't compare racism to struggles you have experienced. She says, while it may be well-intentioned, attempt at empathy. This conversational pivot prioritizes your struggles over racial discrimination. In drawing comparisons to your own life, you're putting yourself at the center of an issue that has nothing to do with you. This mental comparison can help you empathize, but you'll never feel the burden of racism. Do call out and reject white privilege you witness or experience. Notice that the answer isn't regarded as correct until the white person reiterates it. Notice how you offered awards, how you are offered awards or jobs that only go to white people. Call these things out and reject them. You have to give up your privilege to level the playing field. And if you don't notice these things, start paying attention now. And that brings me to a really good point um, that Jada Pickett-Smith talked about. And she says, you know, white people really want to make, they want to make room for black people and non-black POC, but they never want to give up any of the space themselves. By making space, you do have to give up some of your own space. And that's important to understand. Otherwise, it's kind of just a facade of making it seem like you made room without actually giving black or non-black POC a space to take up. And then the last thing that Waste Free Marie said was don't practice white saver saviorism you are not our savior you're not rescuing us from our own situation you are simply making an effort to lessen the hurt that white people have caused don't give yourself a gold medal for doing what you're supposed to do which is true like i'm not i don't want you know people to be praising other white people just for giving a shit about racism like at the end of the day this is the system that we benefit from because it was created by people who look like us and learning about that educating yourself educating yourself about that and then trying to dismantle that system 
doesn't get you a gold star. That's what you should be doing. That's what a decent human being does. So here's some things that you can do. Educate yourself, right? When we lack knowledge, we develop ignorance. Don't use lack of knowledge as an excuse to be racist. That's bullshit. That's lazy. And that is, again, you benefiting from white privilege because you don't have to take a look at the issue. You can look away if you want to. Things you can do, have conversations with your white family, friends, and acquaintances. Um, You can call people, you know, call your local representatives. Just look up their emails and it's all public information. Look up their emails and names. Look at the policies that they uphold. Look at what they stand for and call their office and tell them what you think. Email them. Also, fucking vote. Some books off the top of my head, White Fragility, um, The New Jim Crow, Born Bright by C. Nicole Mason. I love that book. It's about racial injustice in the education system. Sunny's Blues, If Bill Street Could Talk, Notes of a Native Son, all by James Baldwin, um, Women, Race, and Class, The Prison Industrial Complex, Are Prisons Obsolete? Um, all, the, all of those are by Angela Davis. The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wayo, um, Drinking Coffee Elsewhere, Americana, We Should All Be Feminists, um, those are by Chimamanda Adichie, Anything by Toni Morrison, The Bluest Eye, Beloved, Sula, Playing in the Dark, just so many important books to read. And then, you know, things to listen to, there's obviously podcasting, you're listening to one right now, um, is huge right now, 1619 by Nicole Hannah-Jones. Phenomenal. It is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. NPR Throughline has uh, an episode on mass incarceration. Netflix has Strong Buck Lead. Roxanne Gay has Here to Slay. That's on Luminary, so, but some of the episodes are free. And then if you choose to subscribe, it's $4.99 a month. Still Processing is also by the New York Times. That's a great podcast. Things that you can watch, Netflix, I already mentioned some of them, but, you know, 13th, When They See Us, Dear White People, Who Killed Malcolm X, I just finished that. It's amazing. And then on Amazon Prime, we have I Am Not Your Negro, Selma, Just Mercy, HBO has Insecure. Also on Amazon Prime is Get Out. And then Netflix actually made a shortcut and you can just go to all their Black Lives Matters content. If you Google it, it'll come right up. Clips and videos, one of my favorite TED Talks of all time is by Candace Summer and it's about the American education system and how it's built on, literally built on racism. There's so many articles and essays. What is Social Justice by Leanne Bell. Reflections from a Token Black Friend. Rethinking Racism. The Cycle of Social Socialization by Bobby Harrow. All those are amazing articles. Um, and then people you can follow on online. I follow WP4BL, that's White People for Black People, the Black Visions Collective, the NAACP, the NAACP Legal Defense Force, um, Black Lives Matter LA, Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero. I follow Amanda Seals on social media, Killer Mike, like there's just so many people you can follow, Chrissy Ford. There's just so many different people that you can follow to stay up to date on what's going on, keep your finger on the pulse. Um, And then also petitions, there's obviously a million Justice for Breonna Taylor uh, is still going around. Justice for Ahmaud Aubrey. Justice for jo- George Floyd is still getting signed as well. Justice for Tony McCade. Defund the M- MNP, which is the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, life sentence for police brutality. These are all petitions that you can sign right now. Um, donations, the Black Visions Cl- Collective, Reclaim the Block, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Um, the Innocence Project, the National Bailout, the Unicorn Riot, all of those are taking donations. So those are all things that you could literally do right now. You can buy those books. You know, those are all things you can do literally right now at home. You know, these are all resources that I have educated myself 
or continuing to educate myself with about systemic racism. Like, please use them and ask questions, like put in the work. Do not use lack of knowledge as an excuse to be racist because it is a privilege to learn about racism rather than experience it. And so I implore you to take the time to educate yourself. Understand that you will never, ever, ever be able to fully understand what is going on. You could be someone who thinks white privilege doesn't exist and the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, isn't needed, etc. Because you are actively turning away and ignoring the racism going on in this country. If you're listening to this right now, please go educate yourself because that is not an excuse to be racist. And if you're someone who just wants to be a better ally, go right now and educate yourself. I made a master doc, it's all over my social media, like go check it out. It's not hard to educate yourself. Like, you know, it's all over my social media. I have posted about it, people have shared it. So it's not hard to find. And if you really actively want to be an ally or you wanna understand, go educate yourself right now. That's all I have to say right now about, you know, white allyship. I Obviously we could talk about race and different sections of it every day forever but I really do want to open this platform up to black and non-black POC so if you're interested or you know someone who's interested um in having their voice on listen bitch please let me know again I'm open to pretty much anything any topics any people just dm email text me you know whatever works for you and, you know, I, I really hope that this isn't just a trend. And I, I really am hoping that people continue to feel what they felt last week, the motivation and the inspiration that they felt last week, because I will be calling people out, because I will be calling people out that use the Black Lives Matter movement, the current 2020 Black Lives Matter movement as a trend or a reason for clout, because I'm not fucking putting up with that. And you shouldn't either. You should want better from yourself and from your peers. And so, you know, I hope this was helpful. I hope that you, I hope and like really just please take the time to educate yourself. It is the least we can do. Okay, I'll be back next week with another episode. And I hope that this helped you in your journey to being a better ally. Or if you're not even there yet, I hope that you're doing some serious introspective work. And taking advantage of the resources that are being shared because racism is all of our problem. I don't care if you're white. It's your responsibility to do the work, to educate yourself, and to help dismantle the system that oppresses black people in this country. It is your responsibility as a human being.